Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. We have a very special guest in studio. On the weekend, um, I saw a tweet from Morris Delacoste, and I'm glad it was you that, that wrote the tweet thanking everybody for the support over your career, because otherwise I would have thought you had died, Morris. <laughs> 33 years over at the London Free Press, man. I've been reading your columns since I was eight years old. Oh, my God. Are we going to do this all day? Because I'm really feeling old. Eight years old? Eight years old, man. Uh, you know, it was astonishing to me, and it really was. And uh, All kidding aside, I was actually completely floored by the reaction no expectation that that would be it you know i got i got uh, ver- public tweets from people that frankly I, I thought my god do they remember me and we're talking about people that yeah. have gone on not and done something with their careers right <laughs> people that are have been highly successful so for me it was uh, i was floored and honestly people say they're really humbled and that but i was i was for for most of the weekend it was like I was very uh, retrospective of everything, and I was uh, I was really humbled. I just could not literally believe that some of these people would take the time to uh, to congratulate me. And uh, you know that for me will be the one of the highlights for me is just the the past weekend. I mean, there was I think we're seven hundred retweets and about one hundred and fifty replies, and it was just wow. literally. I seriously, I got up in the morning and I thought, "Let me read the obits." I literally thought it was dead. <laughs> I said, "I must have died," and somehow I'm reading this from somewhere else because it was a, it was that type of reaction. That, and I'm sure you saw a, a number of people writing stuff to you. You're like, "Oh, I didn't even know that person liked me." I know, <laughs> you know, well, there is. But, but there's a difference. Well, there used to be a difference when you started, and you know, I as a youngster growing up in London, I. Kind Kind of learned to have an opinion from Morris Delacosta because my father, my stepfather, people that I bump into. Oh, did you hear what Morris said this morning? And it wasn't always like good for Morris. It was I disagree oh, with yeah. them, but guess what? They were up the next day and they're reading your column again. I think the purpose that I always had was to have people discuss stuff, and I, I frankly didn't care whether they they liked me or disliked me. It's always been that way for me. I prefer if you'd like me, but the whole idea of of a, of a column is to. Um, throw out some sort of opinion that allows people to feel something, whether they want to laugh, whether they want to cry, whether they want to grab you. It doesn't matter. I mean, the reality is that we're here to foster some sort of discussion. And yeah. uh, I believe what I write, but I'm certainly not uh, 100% correct all the time, you know, but I do believe what I write. I never write just simply to get a reaction. And, you know, there've been times when I've, you know, had to admit that I've been wrong and, and, you know, that hurts quite a few times I admit I've been wrong, but that's been part of the whole process. And I, you know, and, and that's the reaction I get from a lot of people is like, man, I woke up this morning and I really love where he wrote. And then the next morning you woke, you woke up and read it and went, what an ass. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's the purpose of it. Do you feel that's changed? You feel like yeah. you used to be able to disagree with somebody and still respect them now it seems if you disagree with someone you're you're against them you you know there's no turning back yeah i, I think there there's a there's a certain vileness in social media especially that um there's no room for opinion suddenly everything becomes personal and you try to explain to people that it's you know it's not personal. It's an opinion, but it's not personal. It's not as if I don't like you because you have a certain opinion. Your action dictates who you are. If you have an opinion, you can have that opinion. If your actions are vile, that's a different story altogether. So that's changed significantly. And so in a lot of ways has the way the, new, the newspaper um, operates. They're, you know, they're a lot more careful about 
you know, the, the type of stuff they sort of put out there. The columnists, you know, columnists can be strong, but sometimes they aren't as strong as they as they used to be. And that's not a shot. That's just the, the, way the nature goes. of the beast. Yeah. You you say you've been wrong before. Is there an instance you can think of? Like, what is the, what is the time you were the most wrong? Oh my lord! I was, I, you know, I I remember the very first time. Um, one of the first times I, I wrote a column, I worked in Oshawa, in fact, and I worked in Oshawa when Sherry Basson was the general manager there, and when, and when they had a, a team that went to the Memorial Cup, it was in the, back in 1983, and it was it was so awful that, uh, you know, I indicated that one of their players shall remain nameless, you know, I wondered why he was drafted where he was, and the chief scout at that time was Frankie Jay, who recently passed away. I've known Frankie Jay for years, and he's one of the best hockey uh, evaluators, and he, I think he passed away a couple of weeks ago, in fact. And uh, I just said, you know what, I wrote that the guy can't skate forward, can't, can't skate backwards, and he might as well skate right out of the rink. Well, of course, two years later, he was one of the top draft voices of the NHL and played for 25 years. <laughs> 20 years. So, Without being you know, able to skate, and, and, not and I remember Frankie J saying to me, you know what, you know what, you arse? He says, when I see you and when that kid makes the NHL, you're taking me out for a steak dinner. And, you know, sure enough, that's you the bought way him the where steak? I got to buy a big one. It was expensive. And that, you know, <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I was really wrong there. So you started in sports, because I remember with the Free Press, it was 33 years, Morris Delacosta, yeah. that you you were writing for the London Free Press. You started in sports, and then you did politics, and then uh, you went the, back to sports, yeah, right? Yeah, the first six years of my career here, I uh, uh, I did sports. They brought me in to do sports. I was a rookie sort of from, from Oshawa. I'd worked in Oshawa for a number of years, and before that, Kenora. Lord, I escaped Kenora. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the toughest goodness. town. That town was so tough, Kenora, really. It was it was an incredibly tough town where I learned a lot. You know, they they actually killed their parents to go to the orphan's picnic, but that's how tough the place was. <laughs> so and then I started in, um, so then uh, I came to London and started doing all sorts of stuff, like not just anything specific. And then they, they wanted a, a, a political columnist, and I had not... I didn't want to be a political columnist. I didn't like it. They just, you know, I was just writing mm-hmm. a couple of columns a week. And so long story short, they made me apply. They said, cause it would be good. It would be good for you to apply and get some experience in the interview process. And they gave me the job and I was terrified. So <laughs> for the next 10 years, I covered city hall and did politics and I loved, you know, I grew to love it. It was actually my favorite job. You know, it was like, as we talked before, it was like, in, it was like making the comfortable uncomfortable, which is what we need a lot more of these days. I think we need to, to call people to account. And, uh, it was a hoot. I got, to tell you I loved it and uh, you know I did that for 10 years and it was a lot of fun you know I had a lot who of people did you, who hated me who did you uh, get the most pushback from oh Ted Warnham who's also you know remember Ted yeah Ted Warnham and um, uh, you know the, the, the those type of politicians uh, Diane Haskett was the the mayor, the mayor for a while then. yeah that was a you know that was quite quite a reaction um, so those people gave you and I got a, I got a pushback a lot from the community I, I like to call them the carpetbaggers the insiders who, who you know, come up to you and say, you can't write that about that guy. And I said, why? Because, you know, you're shoving a bag of money under him, you know? And that's, uh, I got a lot of... Uh, sort of away from the scenes pressure. You see in you like know? the newspaper movies, you see like the opinion, oh, yeah, yeah. opinionated columnists getting threats and stuff. Like, Did you ever get threats because oh, of your opinions? Oh lord. <laughs> the political side was quite, you know, I remember uh, I wrote a column once indicating that we should never, uh, you know, it was time for us to do away with the monarchy, you know. And uh, what would the monarchy have been at that the time? The queen. 
Oh, well, we should. The, the, I thought the you meant. What do we have now? I thought you meant the city of London. Like <laughs> the one that we've I, no, I thought you meant like the city general, of London. No, that monarchy, was the one that was like the worst. So I, I'll, I'll never forget the reaction I got to that from from people in London. I mean, it was uh, this was a this is a very royalist town. Don't you, you know? love the royal babies? Oh my lord, let's not go there. <laughs> but um, you know, I would got I I got all sorts of things that asked me. You know, uh, probably hundreds had gone back to Portugal where you were born, but. I'm Italian, so that didn't work. <laughs> I would get, they would cut out my little picture, you know, they cut out my picture and there was an arrow going through my head and, you know, it was, it was pretty remarkable. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was fun? Yeah, I guess it was. It was fun. <laughs> now, now that now, you're now still that here, right? Still here. So yeah, I guess yeah. it was fun looking back and on it. And then I guess the other greatest, uh, uh, the other, um, column that I got most reaction was, was on the, the question of, uh, the proclamation that Diane Haskett wouldn't, uh, you know, the the gay pride proclamation that you wouldn't uh, right that was a huge controversy oh back my then Lord, that was like the never ending battle it, it's you know? been hanging over London's head yeah, for decades since no and, and that was um, it, it was it was remarkable in that you for know you, we talk it, about hate now you talk about right. hate now you know now you didn't it, have to hide was, your hate back then <laughs> when it came to that sort of stuff so I'm assuming you were on the side of we should do it I well absolutely and it wasn't so much it was a fact because it which was, was a it, question fairly, of law that was a fairly radical opinion back then though was I, it not I suppose it was but it was a question of law it wasn't even a question of whether which I support it obviously but it wasn't a question of whether one supported it or didn't support it it was a question of law it should have been proclaimed that's all there was to it, right? But and you got yeah. some uh, letters on that one, huh? <laughs> letters, uh, knocks on doors, phone calls in the you middle of the night. You ever get a good old fashioned brick through the window with no, a note attached? No, never to it? did get a <laughs> never got a brick through the window. We've got soon-to-be-retired columnist with the London Free Press, Morris Dallacosta, in studio with us. But not dead. Can I emphasize that, please? <laughs> He's still I'm alive. He's still alive. I, my fingers still work. I hope to be able to do some work somewhere you along the line. You might do some freelance writing. I don't know. Well, the not, you know, we'll see. I, I, I'd be willing to help anybody that needed a couple of lines put together or you know, do some volunteer work and stuff like that. You know, All this has sort of happened happened quickly, so I'm still trying to sort things out. You know, But uh, you know, I'm still kicking, and... Uh, it's not like I'm going to, you know, grab a book and a coffee and sit on my balcony for the next 22 years. So, you know, we hope to be able to. And you didn't get canned. This was a... No. <laughs> They've been good to you at the London Free like Press to, over oh, the you know, years. I, I, uh, for all the changes the, new, the, the changes the newspaper's gone through, for all the things that are happening in the newspaper business that many of them aren't very good, uh, I've been blessed to, through three or four ownership changes uh, to have always been treated really well and been given a ton of opportunities to do stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, for 44 years, basically, I've, I've worked never having never having to look for a job in a, in a newspaper business or as business. You guys know that, right? And yeah, business like business. we're in is, you know, that's to me, that's a blessing. So, oh my Lord, you know, they've, um, you know, they've thanked me with a paycheck for so many years that I'm, I'm truly grateful for that. Well, they thank you, you you with other things too because you you were you were doing the the newspaper back when the newspaper was it baby and uh, they had a little bit of a budget back then. Jim wanted to ask you about some of your travels. Yeah, I'm really jealous about your opportunities you've had in the past because you get to go to the World Cup all the time and cover it. Yeah, I've done three. I've done three, four World Cups that have done uh, th two European Championships, which is really which is really good. But even before that, you know. Uh, in the 80s, before I went to, before I went on the new side, and then um, to, from 2005 on to right about now, I've had a chance to do it, you know, just 
a remarkable number of things. I've done World Series and Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, you know, years ago I, we used to do NFL games on a regular basis. You know, I'd go to the Lions every every Sunday and cover them when they were at home. And then, you know, we used to. The only thing I there's two things I haven't done in my career, and one is I've never done an Olympics, and I'm not that upset about having missed the Olympics and I've never done a Super Bowl, but everything else has been pretty good for me. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, 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 the list of things I've done have, has been, for me, it's been kind of, cr- kind of crazy. World so, Cup. In 19, yeah. which country, 1986. Which, which World Cup threw the best party? Which country would you say? Through the best party? Yeah. My very first one in 1986 in Mexico City. That was when soccer here was still sort of, it was the, the last one and only one that Canada participated in. Yeah. Um, and we just sort of shocked when they made it. And so there were about... Uh, oh, to have our country in there, that's yeah, a well, pretty you know, big because deal. Because it was held in Mexico suddenly. So uh, Mexico was the host. So there was an extra spot for the teams from this area. And so Canada uh, actually made it. And uh, <laughs> I remember there was eight or nine of us uh, that went down. And soccer, in a lot of ways, was such an unknown sport coverage-wise here that, you know, Scotty Morrison was actually one of the guys, you know, Scotty Morrison of Hockey Night in Canada and all yeah. that stuff, was one of the guys that was down there covering it. And, you know, his experience experience in soccer wasn't you know wasn't great and you know so it was that was a hoot you know Wayne Parrish who's who was a columnist at that time for the uh uh it was either Toronto Sun or Toronto Star was there and we all got to know each other it was a very close group of you know seven or eight Canadian journalists man I gotta tell you and when you can buy 24 you know, Corona's back there for <laughs> seven bucks. You're kind of going, you baby, we love soccer. Listen, we used to How have, were the spelling errors <laughs> in those articles back then? I can remember you'd buy a giant, and this is the way it was. We were at a place called Irapuato, which is um, where the Canadians, the Russians were based. That right? And I remember uh, after practice or after games, three or four of us would always go to this little cantina, you know, and it was awful. They, they had a deal when, you know, they'd give you a whole roast chicken and and six, you know, Coronas for like four five bucks. And you're going, you know, wow. I can't remember who won the game, but that damn, that was a good chicken. <laughs> Morris Delacosta, he, uh, 33 years, he's been writing mm. columns over at the London Free Press. And this is his last week. He is retiring, going off into the sunset, but he's, oh, he's not on, dying. Sound like I'm dying. He's not We've got dying. the flag at half-mast outside <laughs> FM96. <laughs> um, did you ever, in your 33 years, get to walk into that building and yell, Stop the presses! <laughs> I, I get that a lot. No, we never, we don't. They do stop the presses. But no one, I don't think, ever ever yells that. So, <laughs> you know? n- not you didn't get to do it. You don't remember any story that broke when the, the paper was Oh, there's being lots printed. of stories. In fact, you know, a lot of you know, years ago, they used to stop the presses. Uh, when we had multiple editions, what would happen is you would you write a story that would appear in the paper, and then you'd redo the story, and you'd stop the presses and mm-hmm. put in the new story. So you could be living in one part of London and get one story, and your neighbor— You'd get half the story. No, you get the <laughs> different headline or a different angle. Exactly, yeah, a different, yeah, yeah. you could get a different story. <laughs> so, no, I never got the chance to to yell uh, uh, "stop the presses." Although we have put out, uh, and I can't. You're going to ask me which one they are, but I know we've put out special editions. Um, you know, uh, f- with. 
catastrophic events that have happened in the past. You know, we have we have done that, but yeah, you know, but yeah, we've uh, stopped the presses was a regular thing, but nobody ever. I don't think I've heard stop the presses. They push a button, they go the presses now stop. Did you <laughs> save? Newspapers, like every news, newspaper column you've ever written, you yeah. don't have a copy of those in your oh basement, do you? Oh, my God, no. Like, I think I was just trying to figure that out, and probably over 12,000 stories, you know, um, of one fashion or another, probably 5,000, 6,000, uh, well, more than that, you know, probably 7,000 columns, which is a lot of words, which I don't know that many, so yeah. I, I repeated <laughs> a great deal of them. But, um, no, I don't say I have a, a copy of some of them. I have a copy of some of the... Uh, the stuff that I did, but, um, no, you know, I was never, I'm never one of did those. Did your mom used to ha- cut them oh, out and hang them God. on the fridge? My mom, my wife, she, you know, my <laughs> daughter still has a couple, actually. I, when I, I, I did a, a Mother's Day column once with, which, uh, my daughter still reads, you know, and I did it probably would have been 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Oh, that's so pretty cool. those are the ones I really liked, you know, you know, sports is, a, I call it the toy department. People <laughs> love sports. It's a good escape. It's fun in games. You yeah. know? And, and I really, I really always enjoyed it. But to me, it's always was being able to turn, turn somebody on one way or another with a story that really got their, got them emotionally, you know, and I think maybe after retirement, I'll, uh, you know, who knows, maybe there'll be a blog and I'll be able to do some of that stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you did the sports, you did the politics. I, you're a part of the fabric of this community with your writing for years and years, and thank you for that, Morris Delacosta. Well, it's nice. Thank uh, you. What uh, What is next? Like, do you is there you have any plans? Is there anything that is you concrete? You really want me to do something, don't you? No, well, you I do. Just, you want, are you <laughs> going on vacation? Oh are no, you, you know what? I I, um, I have a wedding, like I said, coming up in October. Which, yep. you know, we I, I do want to spend a little bit of time, uh, Megan and I. Um, my Your wife, wife. Megan Walker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we want to spend um, maybe two or three weeks in Greece. We just want to get away from it for a while. And Beautiful. That's not uh, that's not planned yet. Um, I am gonna. You know, there's some people that have already called me about doing stuff, and uh, I'll get back to them about that. You know, and I'm gonna and I'm just gonna remember stuff. You know, like for me, you know, we talked about some of the the stuff that that I did. Like I've been so blessed with having been to a number of great events, uh, historic events in sports, you know, and yeah. I was actually there sitting in the stadium for those events. And, you know, I tell people now and they, and they kind of go, well, are you kidding? You were there. And I thought for me, it was always work, you know, I've enjoyed right. them, but it was always work. And I'm going to spend some time and reflect on those, you know, some of the things that people look historically and say, that was an incredible moment in sports. And I organize and I your thoughts there. and maybe there's a book somewhere. Oh, in there. Yeah. Maybe there's a book. I've heard that so <laughs> many times. I always find it hard every, day I get up and I always, I, I'm always terrified, wondering how I'm going to keep people's attention for 600 words. And you I know, want it to idea, be fiction and I want it to be about you as a secret agent, Morris Delacosta. Oh, yeah, that oh, yeah. I would be really secret. No one would guess I would be who I am. <laughs> Undercover, Mo. Under- Oh, that mustache has been fake this whole <laughs> I'd have time. To sh- I'd have to shave it off. <laughs> uh, anyone you would like to say thank you before we let you go? I do, Morris, actually. Back I, to pre- work. I appreciate that chance. Look, uh, uh, I couldn't have done this without my family. I have uh, Megan, my wife, who's the greatest support ever. Like, I mean, literally, uh, she's fantastic. Um, she really does the hearts slugging in our family with what she does in the community, and I'm so proud of her. And um, Emma, Jennifer, and Juliana, my three daughters, uh, 
I've made them proud and I reflected on that. And to me, that was really important uh, that I make my family proud. Because as I told you, the two things in my life I always worked hard at is my family and my job. And without my family, I'd have been nothing. So I want to thank them. And I want to thank all the people at at my work, all the, the bosses who supported me and sent me to places like Mexico and South Africa and Brazil and who gave me a chance to do World Series and Stanley Cup Finals and, you know, who helped me a chance to do all of that stuff. Um, a lot of people never get anywhere near that. And I've been blessed to have people that trusted me and uh, I want to thank them. And most of all, I want to thank the people in London because uh, love me or like me or just feel neutral towards me. Um, you know, I get up in the morning and I wrote for them, hoping to get something to them that they can enjoy. And uh, and I'm, I'd like to say to the media people out there, just always remember that those are the people you're working for. You're not working for the your corporation. You're not working for your newspaper. You're not working for your radio station. You're working for those people of London who who count on you to tell them the truth, to make it entertaining. And uh, even if it's only for a minute every day, to have them break away a little bit from the, uh, from the mundane... Uh, mundane uh, real life that they all have to live so i appreciate you giving me a chance to say that but that's the most important part to me is the people of london and i can't thank them enough morris delicasa i don't know if i can quit disagreeing with you on a uh, cold turkey so i may have to we may have to call you here on the taz show from time time to time if well, that's if I'm okay not dead, too. i'm more than welcome to be <laughs> enjoy a few final columns from morris delicasa over at the london free press he retires at the end of the week Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.